From WNYC, this is Money Talking. I'm Charlie Ehrman. Coming soon to a wireless network near you, 5G. That's short for New Fifth Generation Cellular Networks, 5G. Not a term you're familiar with? Maybe it's something you've heard, but you're not really sure what it is? Well, 5G promises lightning-fast wireless service. For example, now where it may take you a few minutes to download a movie, on 5G, it could happen in less than five seconds. But this is about much more than saying goodbye to that annoying spinning wheel of death. Faster speeds are expected to open the floodgates for more innovations, like self-driving cars really happening. The service has been launched in several cities across the country, and 5G is considered so important for economic growth, it's become a national security concern. With me to talk about this brand new world is Maggie Reardon, senior reporter with CNET. Maggie, good morning. Hi. So please define what exactly is 5G? So I think you did a pretty good job in your intro, but okay. but it's also about the response time of the network. It's that time that an application is sort of talking on the network and how quickly it can get the response back. So that's really important for things like you mentioned, self-driving cars or other kinds of really cool medical monitoring devices, right? Like you don't want any sort of lag time in the network if you're having a heart attack or you need to have some other kind of, you know, glucose monitoring, you know, that's what it's about. So the New York Times calls this more revolutionary than evolutionary. How different will it be from what we have right now? Well, I think on the consumer end, I don't know if it's so much that people are going to feel that it's revolutionary in terms of the speed per se, as much as it's just going to be a whole lot of like really cool things coming out. And, And that goes to how important this will be for overall innovation in our economy and business growth. Please place this in the context of where we want to go forward as a society, as an economy. You look at where we're going with wireless, everything is getting connected to the internet, right? And, you know, we're talking about things like virtual reality. Well, 5G is the network that really kind of makes all of that happen uh, because you not only have the capacity, but you also have the ability for these applications to be able to respond really quickly and to do things kind of instantaneously. And so it's really just going to be an application boom, right? We're going to just see it all over the economy. And I I don't even think that we – sitting here today have a full grasp of what it'll be like, but it but it will be revolutionary. Now, the rollout of 5G has also led to a fight between many cities like New York City and the federal government over how the expansion will actually happen. What are the issues? The big issue here is that 5G is going to require a lot more infrastructure than we've ever seen before. So with 4G, for example, you had, you know, your traditional cellular towers that can cover miles of area. And 5G is going to require that there are radios like every other city block. And the FCC came in in September and adopted an order where they basically limited how much cities can charge to put towers up on their own property. And they also sort of set a shot clock and said, you've got to review these things really quickly and so we can make sure that you're not slowing down the deployment of 5G. And a lot of cities said, wait a minute, you know, you're kind of (laughs) tying our hands behind our back here. We need to have a say in where the radios go. And you look at a city like New York, if it were up to Verizon, they would put 5G where they want it. But that might mean that they leave out some parts of the city like the Bronx, right? And, And they've been known to do that, particularly with their broadband. So if cities give up this negotiating power, then they're not going to be able to bring some of these companies to the table to make sure that 5G is really in all parts of their cities and is serving all of their communities, low income, as well as, you know, kind of the more affluent places too. And then also just sort of aesthetically, 
some cities, they don't want these little radios popping up all over the place. You know, I did a story on on this city in Pennsylvania, Doylestown. I mean, it's a very cute, historic little place. And they didn't want a gazillion radios just popping up all over their historic district. They wanted to keep within the character of the town. And, you know, what the FCC has basically done with its order is said, you don't get that control. The carriers have the control to tell you where they're going to put the towers so that's kind of the crux of, of the, the fight that's happening right now is there are cities that are pushing back saying that we want to maintain our local control. And the federal government is saying we're going to tell you how to do this essentially and and let the carriers uh, just sort of come in. We don't want to put any barriers up to them so they can get this gear up as quickly as possible. Give me a sense like how many more towers are we talking about compared to what we have right now? So in kind of a, a small to medium-sized city where you might need three to four big cell towers of traditional 4G, 3G technology, you're going to need more like 50 wow. uh, of small cells. So this is a really big infrastructure project, and normally the government might get involved in providing funding for something like this. Is the federal government doing that? No. I mean, this is a real commercial enterprise, just as the wireless industry has been historically, right? The, the government hasn't come in and paid for the build-out of this infrastructure. So th- these are private companies, the big four cellular companies. They're all rolling out 5G. This is really their next big network for their service. Now, it's also become a bit of a national security issue, especially because there are two Chinese companies that create a lot of the technology for 5G What are the concerns? So there are two companies, Huawei and ZTE, that are tied to the Chinese government and their security apparatus. And so the concern is that that gear in a wireless network could somehow be used as a backdoor to spy on the U.S. or someone else. Right now, there's none of that gear in the U.S. The U.S. has banned it. But there's a merger that is being considered right now between T-Mobile and Sprint. And those companies are both owned by foreign telecom companies that use Huawei and ZTE gear in their network. And so there's some concern that the relationship is still a little too close for comfort. There is a government security oversight that basically said, gave the green light and said it's okay. But there are some security experts that are raising alarms right now, and, and they want Congress to look into this a little bit more. And they think that there should at least be some kind of promise that there's not going to be undue influence if this merger is allowed to go through. But make no mistake, 5G is coming to a city near you. 5G is coming, yes. And you bring up a good point. It's going to come to the cities. Now, whether it's going to get out to the suburbs and get out to some of the rural stretches of the U.S. quickly, that's yet to be seen. But definitely the cities are going to have 5G, a lot of them within this next year. Let me ask you on a really personal front. I just got a new phone. If I want to take advantage of these 5G network when it comes out, am I going to have to buy a new one altogether? Yes. 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 The answer is if, if you want 5G and it's in a city near you, then you'll need a new device to do it. That's one way to goose sales. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. you got to always be looking forward. Maggie Reardon is a senior reporter with CNET. Maggie, thank you so much for joining. Thanks for having me. I'm Charlie Ehrman. This is Money Talking from WNYC. Mm-hmm. 